Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Osmo Early Bird Podcast. It's your old pal Emac coming to you with one T. McBee, Terry McBride, as we get ready for a Tuesday slate that's almost a full main slate, but there are two early games, 637 and 640. We'll talk about the pitchers in that as well as the rest of the slate because that's what we do here on the Early Birds Boss Podcast, sponsored by Yahoo. Yahoo! Do you remember that commercial? That was, that was a pretty <laughs> solid rendition. That was a well-done little uh, yodel there. I like that. that. That commercial is ancient. I'm sure most of our <laughs> viewers have not heard that. At one point, Yahoo! Search engine was the Google of its day. No longer. <laughs> for sure. For sure. What other ones? Do you remember Web Crawler? I think that was my first was Web Crawler. Web Crawler, Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves, yep. Um, <laughs> there was Lycos. Yep. I remember Lycos that. Didn't born. use that one that much. On my old Netscape Navigator uh, right. browsers. <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah, there were some horrid ones out there. Back before then. half our audience was born. Oh, absolutely. GeoCities. I never had a, a MySpace page. I never even really went to MySpace. Me neither. I was never a MySpace. Before that, I was never on Friendster, and I'm currently not on Facebook. It's just not my, not my thing. Facebook hit me kind of right in the sweet spot. I, mo- I moved across the country and joined that and could keep track of everybody. And we were, at that point, what was I, like eight, eight or nine, nine years out of high school. So I was able to, I happened to be unemployed after getting laid off after moving across the country. I happened to plan our entire 10-year reunion. Via oh, Facebook. no kidding. Yeah, and it was easy. Now, my That's class handy was, for that. yeah, my class, you know, about 85 people graduated, I think. Five people didn't graduate. They failed English class. Did I ever tell you my mom was our senior English teacher? No. <laughs> Oops. Oh, wow. <laughs> But yes, they, That's so it was easy. And so I was grew, grew up in a town like that was 2,500 people. So we would all, every year you would like, we would tease kids that like we had some of our really good friends came in sixth grade or in eighth grade. And it's like, oh yeah, you guys are the new people. Even though they've been there so we always did a picture for our small town, the weekly paper that came out once a week, there'd be one page of the graduating seniors. And then on the other page, it was everybody that was uh, kindergarten through 12th grade. And it was be about 60% of every class would be in it. <laughs> Just in the other. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so many of my, my, I had teachers that taught my dad 30 years before. Oh, uh, wow. I had uh, a lot of, uh, tons of my friends, their parents were in in high school with my parents. And, you know, right. it's just so like, literally one of those towns where like everybody knows complete. everybody. Completely, yeah. you're related to just like, oh, it's my cousin. Which one? <laughs> There's a bunch of them. So, always interesting, always interesting. But let's get back into the fun here. Yes. Reminder that got us off track. Yahoo now sponsoring all MLB content here on Osmo. If you guys have not yet signed up, when you do, use the promo code Osmo, and Yahoo will give you thirty dollars in YSRPs. That's Yahoo Sports Rewards points when you make a thirty dollar deposit. Anything between zero and thirty, they will match. And those are uh, available for immediate use into any contest. You cannot withdraw YSRPs, but you can win cash with them that you can then withdraw. So not a bad deal at all. And they're also running management fee-free contests. Now, they've taken a different approach. So, like, I played a baseball one that was management um, fee-free today. That's what they call the rake. That's management fees. They usually uh, are between 10 and 12% on Yahoo. We know they're up to 16 especially in the tournaments on most of the other sites, they run management fee-free, meaning there's 
whatever they guarantee the contest and then everything that goes in is paid out and then if it doesn't completely fill they they make up the difference so that's it's great they ran it for eight eight ten baseball tonight and it didn't quite fill and i got i went got into nice. it after the main lock because people you know weren't in there now granted it was you know 900 people and it's a 10 entry max three dollars per entry but those are winnable contests i i did a uh, their basketball one earlier today i was telling terry pre-show i'm by their projected points, I sh I, there's a chance I can finish six. There's also a chance I can win. I just put in one lineup real quick, made it 90 seconds. As we were waiting for DeAndre Ayton news, uh, yeah, basketball, <laughs> boy, off the rails today. But check them out. It, it, they're a lot of fun over there. They now have CSV upload as well as CSV edit. And they have late swap, obviously, if you have those. All right, Terry, let's uh, get back on hand here i'm so easily distracted but it's fun chatting with you i don't know all the backstories you haven't heard all of my bad jokes or stories yet unlike, exactly you get unlike poor adam who is i've worked with for almost four years now so he's kind of heard everything but get but, to just start them all over again That's exactly great. exactly well, let's jump in here we've got uh, our two early games so you've got miami at toronto it's a 637 game and then at 640 you've got kansas city at Cincinnati in the Miami game, we've got Hinyan Ryu hosting, oh, who is it? Elisir Hernandez. Uh, so he, uh, Hernandez is an interesting guy. Went 66 pitches in his last start. If I remember correctly, doesn't allow a lot of power. Not a ton of strikeouts, but I, I we'll see. He's a really very young guy. I want to say, is he even 21 yet? I'm not sure. He didn't come up with all the bona fides, but he's he's turning himself into what will be a nice pitcher that ultimately the Marlins will move at the trade deadline to somebody else <laughs> who's in need of showing up the back of their rotation with it, you know, a, a, a rent a, a number three starter. So you've got him and Hinyun Ryu, and then you've got Luis Castillo, um, this one's in Kansas City. He's ho or probably in Cincinnati. They're hosting Kansas City. Uh, and, and we know he's got strikeout upside 9, 6, and 11 in his three starts. Break down our quartet of pitchers here. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I think we've got one clear-cut ace on the board, and that's going to be Castillo, obviously. Um, as we're looking at that uh, Marlins at Blue Jays game, it's important to note that this is the first game in Buffalo at the Buffalo home park. So this is not going to be played in Toronto. And Thank not you for correcting Miami. me. Yep. So yeah. Make sure if you're using park factors or anything that you, uh, you know, make your necessary adjustments. Uh, I was Googling around. There are AAA park factors available. It looks like this park plays uh, 76 percentile and runs a little bit under and runs uh, for, you know, well, 76 percentile is going to be uh, around league average. And then 88th percentile of uh, home runs. So a little bit of uh, power there. Um, so it plays to the home run a little bit kind of neutral-ish overall park factors and nothing you really really go crazy about in that um so i like ryu in the spot i uh, don't necessarily like elizer against this blue jays lineup and i'm just pulling it up because uh, you mentioned not uh big on yielding power i had written it down and yeah it's a very limited sample size but he actually is at a 183 home run per nine through his career uh so we're only talking about 152 innings pitched so again that's very very limited sample size uh, and it looks like it's, well, it's a work in progress because it was 219 in 2019. So the power thing he's still struggling with, still working on a little bit, but he's a quality pitcher. He throws a lot of strikes. Uh, he pitches to contact a little bit, which I think is probably what is driving that home run per nine up a little. Uh, so when he, got, when he gets it all harnessed, I think he is going to be a good starter. I don't love it in this spot, even with the strikeouts available in that Blue Jays lineup. There's some power there. Uh, so I think we really lean into Castillo. And then the other one that I'm, kind of made a note on is uh Bubich going for the Royals uh is a guy that uh, in the minors he was able to get around 64 percent ground balls uh, a couple of his different seasons there so he's a ground ball pitcher he's got a, a high a heavy spin curve that yields ground balls so not a guy I'm targeting for a pitcher necessarily but somebody that we want to be aware of that the impact it might have on some of those Reds bats he might be able to keep them on the ground if he's on his game uh, he's made a couple nice starts six scoreless his last time out with six strikeouts he was also a 30% guy at high A last year. So he's a decent little starter. Again, not somebody I would go nuts with rostering as a pitcher, but I'd be wary about those Reds bats. Can I wonder who I have in my mind? Because Hernandez is 25. I would have said 23 at the at the highest. So I'm who knows? My apologies. See, that's why we've got Terry here to set me straight uh, for that one. He's bounced around in the minors from age 17 uh, through 23 before making his major league appearance. Wow. 
Yeah, so it's just it's a limited MLB sample. So you had the right thing is just a couple of the couple of the details. I happen to have written down the right detail to be able to catch that one. All right, now on to the main slate here. We've we've barring testing anything un, unforeseen. It looks like we're gonna have a, a twelve game slate here. It, this one is going to be quite robust. We do have uh, Coors Field in action. Uh, we've got Cal Freeland and Zach Ga uh, Gallon in that one. But let's kind of walk through uh, just game by game, see what we have presented here. First one up uh, on is going to be uh, Tuki Toussaint in New York taking on the Yankees. No more. I can call him. I can call him Mike Stanton. He was Mike Stanton before he changed his name to Gene Carlos Stanton. That's how, or went back to Gene Carlos Stanton. That's how long I've been playing fantasy. No, not daily fantasy. Fantasy. That was a fantasy. long time ago. <laughs> Baseball. But we've got Tuki Toussaint, who we have decided decent strikeout upside, except he's getting extended enough that he can go a third time into the batting order. Not sure if this is a good thing or a bad thing. But he did go 83 pitches in his last start, 74 the one before that, 67 the one before that. His last start against Toronto, he went six and two-thirds, those 83 pitches. He got nine strikeouts. Uh, he has had seven total fly ball outs, two home runs allowed. Dare we say, could he be harnessing the immense talent that he had for a while that just did not materialize once he got to AAA? Yeah, I tell you what, it looks like we might be seeing him, you know, become the starter that uh, people were hoping for in uh, in Atlanta down there. And it's nice to see, you know, filling into that rotation that's taken some bumps early in the season. Uh, you know, he's getting a nice, real big opportunity here, getting a lot of leash, and he's kind of delivering on it. Um, he's been a mid twenties uh, strikeout guy in the minor leagues, so he's you know got a good track record with the strikeout. He could probably continue to do that. We're seeing him uh, currently; he's right around eighteen, so we see uh, maybe a little bit of an uptick there, even. Uh, the one concerning thing, just in poking around on him a little bit, just because he's a new guy, uh, seems like so far he's in the 14th percentile in the league in uh, barrels allowed. So he's allowing a lot of barrels, um, which is something we want to avoid as a pitcher. Um, against this Yankees lineup, woof, a guy who's going to allow a lot of barrels to these guys in Yankee Stadium, tough. Um, so it's something to be wary about. I'm very curious where he comes down in Alex's top starter model. He was high ranked through the day the last time out, and he delivered on it. Um, came down a little bit towards lock, but the percentage was still really high. Um, so I'm going to keep a close, close eye on him. We know there were strikeouts in this Yankees lineup, so uh, he could certainly get get to them. Um, as far as the uh, the Yanks side of things, Jordan Montgomery, you know, not a great pitcher for, for DFS purposes. Not a guy I'm getting a great projection on. Middling strikeouts guy. Uh, he's only a 14.6% strikeout rate uh, so far in 2020. Uh, he is throwing harder, three miles an hour harder uh, than he was in 2018 before he got hurt. So that's interesting. Uh, he's throwing more changeups and fewer curveballs. But against this Braves lineup, even with the strikeouts in this one, not a spot I love for a pitcher. I might get a little bit of him. Um, on DK at 7,900, he seems overpriced. So I'm not sure if he works in the USP2 mix over there. Do, do you see rostering any of uh Yes. I, I'll okay. go about 10% on DK, but on Yahoo. He's $25. That is the pitching price minimum. He's squarely in play there. Um, I mean, obviously, we're hoping we don't get negative, but at $25, it frees things up dramatically for some of the other pitchers who are on the slate. And we've got a, a couple of what, you know, well, at least one anyway, would be considered an ace in, in Max Scherzer. Um, mm -hmm. But there is also Coors Field. So with that price point over there on Yahoo, now I've, I've played on Yahoo for about five or six years now. Um, uh, mostly baseball. I like their football product. I, I usually end up doing football articles for them, but I, I really like their baseball product. It's it's very different. The pitching goes up, like the really ace-level pitchers in a normal season will get up to 60, 61, 62. So that's like mm -hmm. Apex, Scherzer, Verlander, um, those guys. Most of them are in the high 50s of that the next dozen or so pitchers. And then it, then they do a usually a decent job by slate of of making you make make some choices here. There are no slam dunk lineups. Their pricing is also a little bit wonky. It kind of uh, leads a little bit to some would say like an auction value or uh, they, their stars and scrubs builds can be dramatic. And you could find a lot of good hitters. The minimum is seven, so you can okay. find a lot of decent guys usually throughout the day and by a lot i mean three or four at the different positions that you can use as your one-offs that will allow you to get those stacks in 
So that's that's something that's really helpful. So we'll call out a, a few of their pitchers. And then usually they'll have one or two guys that gets a little overlooked because people just kind of lift and shift everything from the other sites over to Yahoo, and then they may not think about it. So if people are like, oh, Tuki Toussaint's so expensive, and that's all they're hearing, all of a sudden they're not, they're not even going to scroll down far enough to see him at, at 25 bucks. And if, if they're hurrying to make lineups or popping in there, he's not going to be in the mix. And, right. you, you know, the savvy people will get him. So he'll still be about 20 or 30% owned, but it won't be the massive chalk that it would be if he was minimum priced on DraftKings tomorrow. Yeah, that sounds so, like a fantastic spot. That's a great call. Yep. So we'll, let's just pull, I'll just build a little lineup in here uh, right now, and then we'll enter in a contest and see what happens. But we'll put in a, a old Dookie here. On the other side, you've got Montgomery. Um, he's, he's up to 95 pitches in his last outing. Only six strikeouts through his first uh, just shy of 10 innings here. Two home runs allowed, one in each game. Uh, not as excited against him against Atlanta, but we do want to remember that Ozzy Albies is is, uh, is out. Right. Right, yeah, you lose Ozzy, but there's still, you know, tremendous amount of right-handed pop in that lineup. So it's not, you know, again, like I was saying, it's not necessarily somebody I'm going to target, but uh, at a good price on two-pitcher sites, you can make him work. You know, there are enough strikeouts in there that he could put up a decent enough start. For a uh, you know for a low point uh, low price. All right, on to our next one, and curious curious your take here. So we've got Alex Cobb going against the Phillies. Phillies have a five point two implied run total. I throw Alex Cobb's name is out. He's twenty six. Don't really feel as excited about that one. I'd rather go with Toussaint, uh, even though he is facing the higher implied run total. For me, he just has more strikeout upside than Alex Cobb. But you've got Zach Wheeler on the other side at 44 now that's kind of the their mid price but not cheap pitching over there at yahoo so he's someone that's going to kind of make our our short list as of potential guys but to to sort of with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Put it in perspective for him. We've got Dylan Bundy at 48. We've got uh, Seattle's Marco Gonzalez at 40. That's not a great price. Mike Miner at 39 against Seattle. Mm, that's not horrible. Uh, let's see, Maeda in a tough matchup at 38. Ross Stripling at 36 against San Diego, because Stripling's going to be in the mix there. John Lester, mm, maybe. He's 35. Tougher matchup against Cleveland, but that's not the worst si- situation there. Uh, and those that's just kind of the names that are popping here uh, up top. Uh, Martin Perez at 29. Now, he's not great, but he's also probably not going to kill you, uh, and he is going against Tampa Bay. That game is in Boston. But those are the names we're looking for. Guess what? Those aren't the names we're going to be talking about on these other sites. So that again, it, it's all about calibrating and get and getting uh, on over there and having some fun at Yahoo. So we'll we'll do a more conventional approach here. Alex Cobb at seventy two hundred. I'm not so sure. Zach Wheeler, maybe ninety nine hundred though on DK. Talk to us about Wheeler going against Baltimore. The uh, batters of Birdland are not that fierce. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, I think Wheeler's in a great spot against this lineup. Uh, you know, he's a tremendous pitcher. I think this might be the first opportunity we've had to roster him on FanDuel, at least. Uh, I, I don't remember playing him yet this year. but I think uh, he has made one start. One on FanDuel? No, he's maybe? made two starts. Uh, so he started the 25th and then the 5th. Yeah, I just I mean in, the, in terms of like a main slate. Went off yeah, and I, I think you're right. Yeah, I think I think the one in New York might have been an early slate or a doubleheader or something, yeah, something like, like that. that. So regardless, look, he's he's had 13 good innings so far this year, and uh, he had a very good 2019, 3.96 ERA with a 4.06 xFIP. So everything was right in the line with uh, you know he was the pitcher that we saw out there. Uh, 23 and a half strikeout, only six percent walk, so pretty solid. Uh, he tends to walk a lot more left-handers, uh, give up uh, twice as many walks to lefties. Uh, home run per nine was uh, higher against lefties as well as 1.16, but nothing tragic there. So good pitcher, guy who knows how to get it done, and against this lineup. I would definitely roster some of him. I really like the sound of that price as you read down through some of those Yahoo guys. Uh, comparatively, that's probably your best spot, your best pitcher out of that list that you read, unless you're going up to Max. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had made a note of 
I had made a note of two of those guys. One was minor at 39. And then uh, one you didn't say was uh, Lindblom at 35. He's my guy, but uh, not against that twins lineup. We'll get to that one. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's a great price for him on Yahoo. I'll definitely have a lot of them at nine K on FanDuel. You're asking a big price tag on DK at 99, but I think he's probably worth it. You know, um, Alex Cobb on the other side, give me the Phillies bats. Give me the Phillies bats all day long. Um, I do not believe in Alex Cobb. I know he's been okay so far in 2020. Uh, he's at 24% strikeout rate so far in 2020. For the last four seasons, he's been uh, in the mid-teens. He's an 18.9% strikeout guy for his career. So he's not going to be in the tw- mid-20s of strikeouts for long for this sustained for the season. Uh, so far, he's at uh, 251 ERA, but he's got a 416 uh, FIP going with that. So, benefited a little bit from luck and defense. Just not a guy I'm going to at all. Uh, 519 projected FIP from Steamer, 643Ks per nine. Not a guy I like. Plenty of power, plenty of pop in this lineup. Uh, Philly's, uh, you know, top four we've talked about a number of times. I love going down to Jay Bruce as a le- big lefty bat against a bad righty here uh, later in the lineup. So, a lot of different things we can do with that Phillies lineup. All right, next one, kind of an intriguing little story here. You've got John Lester, who's at 9,200 on DK. He is going against Cleveland. Cleveland on the other side has Adam Plutko starting. Now, he started two weeks ago, so the 28th of July. He went 86 pitches. Since then, he has made one appearance, an eight-inning, or probably an eight-pitch appearance on the 6th. He is starting for Mike or for uh yeah for mike clevenger who has been told to quarantine because he broke team protocol while on the road trip uh in chicago i believe they also sent zach plesak home because he went out with friends and family Uh, that was the one i saw (laughs) yeah so uh, i guess couple i guess these guys all right these guys are in their early 20s but come on don't be an idiot you've for two months you just have to sort of be careful that's it just for two months um, so in any event, Plutko is is now going to start. I bring up the the question of you know if he hasn't you know we can't send him back to the minors or whatever for work if he's just pitched once at least in the major league. I don't know what he's been doing on the side or at the alternate training side or anything like that. But you know how much are we going to get from him? But he's at sixty two hundred. So if I can get seventy pitches for sixty two hundred, even though it's Chicago, I'm willing to roll the dice. I think. Yeah, very limited fashion, you know, like you like we've talked about, uh, you know, at that low price, you can get a decent start from him. I don't love him. He's not a guy that I ever really roster, especially on the one pitcher site. It's even at 6,400. He's, he's not really in consideration for me. Uh, just looking at some of his career numbers, he was uh, he's 17 and a half strikeouts, uh, 6.1 walks. So decent on the walks, but uh, not as many strikeouts as you want. What's really concerning is 2.11 home run per nine for his career. Um, this is a guy who gives up the long ball. Uh, he was 2.47 in 2018, 1.81 in 2019. So you can get to him. Um, maybe some of these lefty Cubs bats, you've got a big one in uh, Anthony Rizzo and another big one in, in Kyle Schwarber there. Uh, even a sneaky like Jason Hayward play late in the lineup here. And then you've got righty mashers who can certainly get to a pitcher like this as well. So I like those Cubs. I understand the play on the uh, two-pitcher site, so I, I get that. But uh, I think I'm going to be more targeting Cubs bats at all right, here's additional information that was posted about an hour ago. So it says Clevenger went out in Chicago Saturday night with fellow Indian starter Zach Plesak. Doesn't sound like doesn't sound like family and friends to me. But hey, uh, went out with him. Wait, who had to take a rental car? Oh, so Plesak had to take a rental car back to Cleveland. Clevenger, yeah, that I saw. Clevenger flew home on the, on the team charter and didn't say anything. Um, so oh, now no. they're both being quarantined for 72 hours, tested daily. They got to have, but if Clevenger was on the charter, that means the entire team was exposed to him. So the entire team should be in quarantine now. I don't want to tell him. I only that, report but... the news that's being reported. <laughs> <laughs> Expect some postponements for Indians games in about two weeks. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. everybody's negative. Hopefully there was no, nothing to worry about, but, uh, what a mess. Like you said, I mean, just, I know you're in your twenties, but my gosh, it's not that difficult. Stay in your hotel for the people listening, stay home, put masks on. It's not hard. We'd have college football if everybody had just been doing that all summer. Yeah. That's anyway, that's where we are. That's where we are. All right. Lester against the Indians. I don't think we really talked about, um, just, uh, he's a reliable innings eater guy. We know who John Lester is. I think. Yeah. 
home runs against right-handers. Uh, two out of the last three years, he was around one, one and a half home runs per nine. So maybe pick up some of those righty bats. Uh, we know the top half of the Cubs lineup goes around the horn in the infield, doesn't strike out that much. We love playing them. It's about it with this, Dan, with this, uh, with that matchup, I think. All right, on to the next one. Gio Gonzalez, 31 on Yahoo. Tyler Alexander for Detroit, $25. A lot of power sitting there in that Sox lineup. I, I really don't want to mess with Tyler Alexander, uh, even at the minimum when I've got Tuki Tucson. So there's a reason for going to the cheap pitchers. There's a lot of them. I don't want Alex Cobb, Garrett Richards, Brandon uh, Belak, maybe Martin Perez. I don't want Kyle Freeland. Not really a fan of Rick Porcello. So you could say you, you don't get the, you don't go dumpster diving unless there's a reason. Tyler Alexander I just, I don't think that's a good reason. 55, 6, 22, and 22 pitches. So he's kind of been doing some bullpen work. He's probably good for uh, 60, 65, which isn't terrible, but are the strikeouts are going, going to be there? Now, he had 10 in his last appearance against Cincinnati on 55 pitches. That is almost impossible to do. Yeah, that's strikeouts <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't seen that. Oh I'm looking gosh. at the Yahoo game log. Let's look at another game log and see if there's not wow. uh, a little a little uh, adjustment. Nope. Same thing on DraftKings. So, yeah, 55 pitches, 10 strikeouts. 12 batters faced. Think about that. He faced 12 batters. He walked one, struck out 10, and the other got out by a, a ground out, it looks like. That's going to go down as, like, the best two and a half innings of his life. Yeah. Well, two and a half, three point two. Come on. Three point two. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> bad math. Um, wow, that's that's surprising. I mean, I I really stopped at, at after just kind of looking at his minor league numbers. He was in the mid teens in strikeout percentage through his minor league career, mid fours, FIP. So I mean, he's an okay guy from a giving up runs perspective, but just like league average ish, and it's well below league average in strikeouts. So that's a stunning performance by him. Um, I'll be surprised if he does it against these White Sox tomorrow, and I will not have any of it in my lineup. <laughs> this yeah. is not a pitcher I'm going to at all. Yeah. What about on the on the other side there? Would you uh, give any credence there to Gonzalez? Does get a decent matchup against a mostly punchless Detroit team, uh, except if they're playing Pittsburgh. But <laughs> you know, he's just given up three home runs in his first three appearances. He's gone 98 seven, and these are always. I'm always going to read these reverse chronological for these shows 98 97 and 70 uh in his three appearances one dk point 15 dk points minus four dk points yeah yeah you know i i would normally say geo's going to be a guy that you can rely on at least getting pitches from but he's not even that this year really 5700 on FanDuel. um i don't think we're going to need the savings if you desperately needed savings and you wanted to put together I don't know, like Coors bats and Cubs bats or something like just everybody's super expensive. Maybe you can justify it. Like you said, this Tigers lineup is not good. Um, I made fun of Nico Goodrum in uh, Slack chat the other day, and I think he's put three 30-point games out of four uh, since I did that. Uh, but Nico Goodrum remains not a good hitter leading off here. Um, CJ Crone, I think, is questionable. Um, so definitely if CJ's not in the lineup, there's not a lot to love about the Tigers end of this. So maybe I start leaning into Gio a little bit if I see CJ uh, CJ Crone sit. If he's in there, that's a lot of righty pop against Gio. I don't love it. I don't love the spot. But like I said, maybe if the price tag helps you out, you can get to a little and justify a little bit of it. All right. On to our next game. So this is going to be a good one. So we've got Max Scherzer on DK. You'll tell us the FanDuel price. On DK, he's 10. On Yahoo, he is 56. What is he on FanDuel? 10-8 on DK, sorry. Uh, he is, bear with me one minute. I can't seem to find this game. So, ah, oh, there it is. On um, FanDuel, he is 10-7. Okay, so I think that's completely fair. Now, going to have a big red day-to-day -day or questionable or whatever next to him. He left his last start after one inning, nagging hamstring. He's made everything. He's done all his side sessions, does everything else well. Uh, remember, he had his uh, the first game was was somewhat you know kind of rain shortened, so shall we say he still went 99 pitches on opening night. The next uh, outing was uh, against Toronto. That was at, even though it says at Toronto, but that one was actually in Nationals Park. Uh, he threw 112 pitches. 
And then he had a labored in that 27 pitch first inning, sore hamstring came out. He's what going to make what nine more starts, maybe, maybe 10 if everything lands right on the calendar. So why risk that? Cause if any of these guys go on the, on the injured list, they're, they're missing you know 20% of the season right off the bat. Um, I'm okay with going to him. I'm willing to roll the dice on this one. I'm thinking about it as, yeah, I don't know that I'm exactly getting Scherzer. I've already mentioned some names that normal in normal years we wouldn't go after, and I'm totally comfortable playing them. Yeah, I'll pay pay double what I'd pay for Tuki Toussaint for hopefully 100 pitches. I'm hoping that he gets 8 to 10 strikeouts, but if he leaves after an inning or two, I wouldn't be completely shocked. I'm willing to take the risk just because the upside is there. I think most people will go to him. I don't think the masses are going to stay away from him, Terry, at this price. If he was 12000 on DK, if he was eleven and low change on FanDuel, we maybe have a different conversation. But I think where he's priced, we'll think about it, be a little bit of a pinch when we talk about some Coors Field hitters. But I think if you're going to go with pitching, you've got to go with Scherzer on this one, even knowing the potential injury risk. I agree. I agree with you completely. It's it's a reasonable price. It's not completely breaking you in half to go to him. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it as though he is regular Max Scherzer with no concerns whatsoever. In the back of my mind, I'm going to be nervous as hell about it um, because he's got that reputation as a stubborn guy, as kind of a bulldog pitcher, which you like when he's on the mound and he doesn't like coming out of games or anything. But when you've got a nagging injury like this, guys like that tend to underplay it and tend to say that they're okay. So we could see Max go out there and come out early again. It's a concern, but it's not a concern that's going to impact my roster shares. On this slate, at that price, in this matchup, I want as much Max Serzer as I can fit in and uh, as, as makes sense. So I'm going to have my usual share of them. I think he can rack up the strikeouts against these Mets. There's a couple bats in there that are a threat, but it's Max Scherzer. He's been above 30% strikeouts for the last six years running. He's, an, he's the best pitcher in the league. Um, so I have no issues running out there um and i'll do it early and often he's my highest projected fan pitcher all right our next guy opposing the nationals rick porcello ysrp yesterday's starter rick porcello is what josh engelman likes to say we'll we'll actually be able to say that tomorrow but today we are going to say somehow he has just shy of a seven earned run average in three starts 81 82 and 56 pitches how many home runs do you think he's given up um two the answer is none none None. and he still has a seven nearly seven era how is this happening a lot of base runners a lot of contact look to those nationals bats for sure yeah it's a you're all over the nats bats uh they went off their last i saw they were up 12 nothing tonight uh, they absolutely went on a tear. Um, so I think they're going to have another big game for us tomorrow. And I think this is a team I'm going to have a lot of on the offensive side. Uh, don't like anything about Porcello's game. The reason I guess too, was uh, he does have a four five Oh X bit to go against that six, nine, whatever uh, ERA. So that suggests you, know, that you take the home runs out, but uh, yeah, he, he's a career 17 ish uh, percent strikeout guy. Just not somebody I ever want to get to in DFS. Um, not an option for me. Definitely intrigues me on the bat side of things. Trey Turner leading off. I love uh, everything about the top four here. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With uh, Turner, Eaton, Castro, and Soto, I really think those guys do special things with uh, getting on base with their legs and with driving the ball. And then you get into, you've got a power hitter, Eric Dames, coming up on the back end, big lefty bat uh, with a you know quality, quality uh, power projection. Very cheap at 2400 for a first baseman on FanDuel. Um, so at 4200 on DK, a little bit more expensive. That's not a uh, equivalent price point. But on FanDuel, I really like that play. So uh, definitely like getting to that. And then if Victor Robles is down the bottom, I like him as a wraparound play a lot in this lineup. Yeah, and for those of you that want to say, oh, but he just had a nice game against the Nats. Well, okay, yeah, he had went seven innings, 81 pitches, 11 ground ball outs. He got the win, allowed just one earned run. 
that's propping up an awful lot of stuff. He he got uh, gobsmacked in his first two against Atlanta. And I think Atlanta's offensively is comparable to Washington, at least in, in the same the same realm anyways. Um, so yeah, don't don't get stars in your eyes with Porcello. He's just uh, you're playing with fire there. I don't see the strikeout upside. Could For he sure. yeah, potentially get a quality start? Yes. Is he going to strike out double digits? No. Is he going to strike out one per inning? No. Highly unlikely. Um, you know. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Who does he think he is? Tyler Anderson? Come on. <laughs> get on on that point. <laughs> All right. Now, for those of you that are looking for a little thrifty edge, oh boy, do I have it. We're going to the dollar store here. Martin Perez, 6,100, is going against Tampa Bay. This game is in Boston. Martin Perez on a, on a pitch per dollar, 91, 88, and 84 pitches. Okay. All right. You know what? I'll take that and the discount over uh, Mr. Porcello. I just feel a little bit better about it. On the other side, we have Anthony Banda, who I don't know much about. We talked about him for half a second before we came on air. Did you find anything about Banda? The only reason we're talking about him against Boston is he has 5,200. <laughs> uh, so Banda, when I popped him into the spreadsheet as we were talking there, I did get his steamer projections came down. So uh, he was a 922 Caper 9 uh, projection from steamer, walked uh, 342 with a 4-2-1 FIP. I'm not sure how many innings. I don't have that on this page. Uh, so I'm not sure how many innings they were projecting that over. The walks are high, but uh, it's decent strikeouts and not a terrible FIP. Uh, in four innings pitched in 2019, it looks like he struck out 11% of hitters, but that's essentially meaningless. Um, so yeah, don't know a ton about the guy. Probably not somebody I'm going to look to roster too much uh, unless I can find out a little bit more about him. And I'll poke around about him uh, a little bit tomorrow, a little bit before I write the column tonight but I'm guessing it's going to lead me more into the Red Sox bats. They're projecting pretty well here. I'm getting good power marks on several of them. Uh, nice uh, green conditional formatting, good projections here. So probably going to be more on that side of things. Um, on the other side, Martin Perez, not a pitcher I like to roster. Um, I know that he works better on two pitcher sites uh, on FanDuel. He's just never somebody I really get to. He's uh, a 14% strikeout rate. Um, he does generate 50% ground balls. For his career which is a little bit above average so maybe he can hold down these rays do a few good things here there are strikeouts available in that rays lineup but i think this is one where i'm going to be leaning more into the bats on both sides uh, i like the rays uh, better now that they've got anthony Me or, excuse me austin meadows back in that lineup uh, and they've got uh, you know some decent righties uh, i expect hunter renfro to hit higher up in the lineup he's got good power there um so definitely a lineup i'll poke around with a little bit i like the bats better in this one all right, just a little bit more. He is 27. This is Banda, 27 uh, lefty, 6'2", 225. Started out in the Brewers organization in 2012. 41 innings pitched, a lot of walks. Uh, second year, same thing, a lot of walks. That was in Brewers rookie ball. Then he ended up uh, going to single A, traded or moved over to the Diamondbacks, went through A uh, His in 14 high a 15 in 16 he went double a and triple a 17 was triple a and he made 25 innings in with the diamondbacks six era uh four starts and then in 2018 with the rays he made he had 14 innings uh one start two other appearances there um so he's just nothing really to write home about in 2019 which was obviously which was last year 100 uh or so i'm sorry uh, do the math 30 innings uh in in the minors four innings with the rays so we know how often the rays shuttle their pitchers up and down especially if they're fringy prospects and he really hasn't been getting that tab <laughs> so yeah just not much throwing that out yeah think. yeah he's 5k on dk five percent him and then move on all right, we've got an opener, a probable long reliever, and uh, neither one is Josh Lindblom in our next game here. We've got, uh, let's see, Devin Smeltzer looks like the probable long reliever for uh, going against Minnesota. Tough ask. He's a lefty. Minnesota crushes lefties. He's gone 62, 39, and 50 pitches. He is uh, 6,300. I'm not really excited by that. 5,400 for the guy who's going to be the opener. Uh, that's Jorge Alcala. 
he has is going to go about 30 or 35 pitches decent chance he gets into the second inning maybe cleans up the second inning he's gone two one and two innings in his appearances with 35 24 and 35 pitches so not your one inning starter but or uh, opener but maybe a tiny bit of upside there still not great going against milwaukee lindblom on the other side 5800 terry 5800 Oh, and sorry, I said Smeltzer the lefty going against. I'm sorry, he is the lefty. Still, flip that script. Milwaukee has decent righty power, even and then even without on base machine, Lorenzo Cain and some of the other guys. It's not a great matchup. This one's in Milwaukee, Hitters Park. Decent chance the roof's open. Yeah, and, and Smeltzer's a guy who gives up home runs. He's uh, one five five home run per nine, one seven four home run per nine to right handed hitting, nineteen point four percent strikeout guy, one three three career whip. So. He's a guy who both allows people on base and gives up home runs. That's the kind of guy we want to target with bats in MLB DFS. It doesn't get easier than that. So I'll definitely be looking at the Brewers. Uh, you mentioned some of the key guys. You know, obviously you've got a Yelich in there. Uh, Keston Hira uh, is a right-handed bat that I absolutely adore in this lineup. Uh, you've got Justin Smoke who hits from both sides of the plate and can definitely get into a lefty. You've got Abby Garcia there. So a lot of names to work with in this lineup. Uh, I don't love the back half of it. It's more of a top-end stack. But it's definitely a lineup I'll, I'll look at and see what we can mix and match. Um, so Smelter's somebody I want to attack. Lindblom at 5,800. I really like the sound of that on DK, even against this powerful Twins lineup. Uh, the guy, maybe I'm getting excited because he came over from the KBO, and I just heard so much about him while I was covering that and everything. But uh, he came back over with seven pitches in his arsenal. He threw six pitches in his last start, six different pitches, and he got strikeouts on four of those different pitches. So the guy deals it. He throws a lot of different stuff. He throws a lot of junk. He's got a 91-mile-an-hour fastball that he throws 37% of the time, and he works with his change in his cutter 19% of the time, and then mixes in the other stuff. What I really like is he's in the 85th percentile in strikeouts. Uh, excuse me, 85th percentile in both strikeouts and in whiff percentage, and he's in the 95th percentile in exit velocity so far this year. So even when guys are making contact, they aren't making very, very good contact. So this is a guy I'm going to look at a lot. You know, he, he came out of his first start. He was kind of cruising, had, I think, five strikeouts. Came out, I think it was the back that was bothering him. Uh, came, and then had a decent start his last time out. So I really like this pitcher. $35 guy on Yahoo. 5800 on DK makes a ton of sense. And 7300 on the one-pitcher side. I like that a lot. Even in a tough spot against an offense that I love to roster, I'm going to have some Josh Lindblom tomorrow. I'm probably going to try and offset it with some twin stacks just to be safe. But I'm definitely going to have some of the pitcher. All right, uh, Nationals are up sixteen to two right now. Uh, Asdrubal Cabrera, I came in at half the field. I have him in less than one percent lineup. He's in two percent of lineups. He has two home runs. He's four for four. He has two home runs now. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. I know I've got him in a few. I know I had him. I have one there. He was stacked with uh, Oakland and uh, and Dustin May. So I, uh, those games haven't even started yet. So. Uh, Dustin May, uh, first inning, one strikeout. Got through. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it did start now. All right, nice. One strikeout. Cool. Right. Let's see how we do. A couple more games to go here, but we're at the Coors Field. You've got uh, Zach Gallen going against Kyle Freeland. Freeland is someone that he's just dicey yes last last year was a bit of an aberration he had what did he have like a six high six era 8.8 era in the minors when he got sent down for half a dozen clear your head starts the two years prior to that he had about a four era in course field doesn't have a lot of strikeouts gets mostly ground balls i'm not really that interested in him if he was a righty against arizona it'd be a different scenario but at 7,000, lefty against Arizona, they have enough right power bats. I mean, if he's a righty, my reasoning on that was Daniel or uh, David Peralta and Jake Lamb combined have four extra base hits and 75 at-bats heading into today's game. Their whole That part of their team is bad. The right-handed side, they've got the, uh, Starling and, and, and Marte and Cattell Marte, no relation. Um, those guys are good. They've got uh, um, a couple other guys that are, that are pretty solid, so I don't want it as lefty. I really am not excited to take um, Galen as a pitcher, Gallon as a pitcher, sorry, here. It's Coors Field. He's 8,600. The temptation is there. He's been reasonable this season, Terry. Get a nice mix of strikeouts and ground balls. Do you want to dance with that in Coors Field? Though? Not my spot. Yeah. 
I, I don't get to pitchers at Coors all that often. Um, you know, usually it's going to be a price div- driven thing. And it's usually, I prefer the Rockies pitchers, uh, the guys who do well there, yeah. like a Johnny Gray, we've seen that, uh, you know, do or Herman Marquez. Do, yeah. It's really, and it's Herman gotta Marquez. be the right team that exactly in, in the facing. right matchup, yeah. you know, with, yeah, with the right circumstances. So it's not a spot. I love um, poking around a little bit at gallon. Uh, you know, you mentioned he's been, very good so far this year as ter- in terms of the strikeout. He's up at 31 uh, and a third percent, uh, up from 29.2 for his career. Walks are right about the same, 10.7 for his career. He's at 10.4 so far in the limited 2020 sample. Um, so you'd like to see him bring the walks down overall. What would concern me is uh, just poking around on uh, baseball savant, 23rd percentile in barrels, 33rd percentile in uh, spin rate on his curveball, and 30th percentile in exit velocity. So he's giving up a lot of exit velo. He's giving up a lot of barrels and he's not spinning his curveball like you want to, to get those ground balls. So that could be concerning in this spot, which could lead me toward maybe targeting the Rockies with a good pitcher on the Hill. Somebody that people do have a lingering respect for. We might see that impact the Rockies ownership, especially if people do decide they want to play some Zach Gallen here. So it might incre- in- encourage me to increase my Rocky shares. I'm going to keep a very close eye on them in the top stacks tool and just see what that ownership and uh, you know, top uh, top play uh, probability look like. Yeah, uh, Anderson for, on the other side, not somebody I want. I agree with everything you said. Yeah, and for j- just for comparison here, so Yahoo does a pretty good job of pricing up the stars in Coors Field. So you've got Trevor Story at 24. He's going to be one of the most expensive. Bet. Like Mike, Mike Trout usually comes in at, at, at 26, 27, or 28 every single day. Christian Yelich usually right around there. Blackman, Story, Arnauto, when they're at home, they they kind of are in the mid-20s. So you got Story at 24, Charlie Blackman at 27, Arnauto at 16. So all of a sudden, and, and you can get these random, like, he's a third less. So again, Yahoo pricing is very, very uh, nuanced, and, and it's hard to um, always get a good read on it or know what's going to happen. But if you're if you're used to seeing it, like like uh, I am from playing there a lot, you, you'll, you'll spot these different... Um, things in the last homestand Arnauto was uh 20 23 21 22 so here he is at 16 so there's the, they do their pricing will move around i don't want to call it dynamic pricing but like uh, DraftKings. DraftKings, we know it's heavily driven by park factor and mm-hmm. opposition i don't know what drives it per se on yahoo but I don't mind it if you start looking around. The other thing you can do on Yahoo is you don't have to force in stacks. You can do three mans, you can do four mans. The pricing will make it tricky to do stacks, or you need to get creative with the double punt at pitcher, or do the you know the stack you want, and then you're playing a bunch of nine dollar hitters. There's not they're not bad because they're nine dollars. You just have to know how to find the value and and you know where where they're going to be. You know Hunter Renfro, uh, you know not a bad play at ten tomorrow. You've oh got, my gosh, I love that. Yeah. With his yeah. power? Yeah. So, you know, Chris Chris Davis, Tim Lopes, they're at eight. So, or Tim Lopez uh, are, are at eight. You know, so you you can find the guys that pop around. Jordan Luplo, um, let's see, he's a right. He'll probably be in there against Lester. He's $7. Yeah, he's got like one hit on the season. Hey, it was a home run. But he's someone that for seven bucks, two at-bats against Lester, I'll roll the dice if it allows me to get some of those other guys in there. And you don't see quite as many eye-popping scores unless the chalk really hits over on Yahoo. But a lot of times the, it's not the same chalk you're used to seeing uh, on the other side. So just want to point that out there because you, you got a good fighting chance to, to do well. Uh, that's yeah that's okay. really interesting on uh, just going back to arenado real quick it, would it be easy for you to check where his price at 16 compares to the other third baseman on this slide i'm just curious yes. about that he, so jose ramirez 21 geo ursula what would you guess ursula is he's 20 does that make any sense no <laughs> no it does not Arenado is 16 yeah Yohan makata is 20 bregman is 19 justin turner is 17 kyle seager 16 uh jeff mcneil yeah tough matchup against scherzer but keep an eye on that price he's 14 if that was wow. against i wouldn't mind him 14 against strasburg scherzer uh, maybe not as much uh we haven't gotten to the dodgers yet but manny Machado is 12 um uh, matt chapman is 12 uh but then wow. you got guys like neil walker at 12 uh he's still in the league why yes he is <laughs> <laughs> he's now with philly he's played in four games but but the but you you got to kind of look at, at all the sections because you could find in the mid-tier you can find guys that are all stars right. and you can find guys that aren't minimum price but for 
for lack of uh, 12 bucks on a on a third baseman there's a lot of quality options there chris bryant is at 12 eduardo escobar is at 12 uh you know uh, in coors field so you can find your spots but you just you don't know who or where it's going to be so for the savvy gamer that is looking at this it's it's like a treasure hunt to find these so i like to handle my lineups over at yahoo truthfully um, is what I usually do. I don't usually do their CSV edit, but I usually only play 10 entries at a maximum, even if it's not a 10 entry max contest. Right. But, but they do offer a lot out. of good, a lot of like quality, you know, 10, 20 entry max slates yeah. where hand building is realistic and it's easy. And I mean, based on what I just learned about the way that they do their pricing, they've had my season long fantasy business for 20 some odd years. I've dabbled in DFS over there, but I think I'm going to have to make a concerted effort to play over there more often because I really like the sound of being able to go in and not consider pricing as a whole across the industry. This guy's expensive. This guy's not because of how it varies like that and looking for those opportunities. I love the sound of $16 Arenado in that, in that, and some of the other guys you mentioned, $12 Chris Bryant, $12 Escobar, uh, Hunter Renfro at 10 bucks in that Tampa lineup. We mentioned him just, you know, apropos of nothing before he's a guy he's over. If I remember correctly, each of his three seasons, uh, he's over 25 home runs has never reached 500 plate appearances. There's a ton of power in that bat, and it was a great matchup for him at ten bucks. All right, four like games. Yahoo. Four games to go. I told Terry we'd make this a quick one tonight. Yeah, not gonna happen. Um, <laughs> I forgot who you were talking to. Yeah, Mike Mike Miner, uh, nine thousand six hundred. He's thirty nine on Yahoo going against Seattle. I li- I'm okay with both those prices. And then Marco Gonzalez going against Texas, who's been a little sluggish. Is like the exact opposite word we should use when talking about baseball teams that are starting off a little slow, but they haven't been that great. He's 6,600. I'm not thrilled with the matchup, but he's got 99, 94, and 73 pitches. Our pitch per dollar at 6,600 is is reasonable. I don't hate it. He actually has a little bit of strikeout upside. He's like a good, like a three and a half starter. Welcome to the entire Mariners staff. But he's he's not, you know, if he was on the Yankees, he'd be, he'd be Phil Hughes, right? He'd be a lefty <laughs> Phil Hughes. He'd be like a, a guy that would that would just not going to be there. And Ivan Nova. But he's, you know, he's not a bad pitcher. Um, the roof probably will be open in Texas. Keep an eye on that. But uh, at 6,600, he's going to be in the cards for me just because Texas has been hitting so poorly. What do you like from that duo? Yeah, I, I think that makes sense on the two-pitcher side. I like it at 6,600. Uh, I don't know how much of them I'm going to get to against this lineup at 8,200 on the blue site, uh, on the one pitcher uh, on FanDuel. Um, he is pitching. It seems like he's made some changes. He's pitching well so far this season. You mentioned strikeouts are up. He's at 22% strikeouts. Walks are down. You know, Very small sample size, but only 3% walks so far. Uh, it looks like he changed up his pitch mix a little bit. He's throwing, uh, he was throwing 39% uh, fastballs and uh, this year he's up to 49% and his uh, change, uh, he took his change up from a uh, 24% usage down to 14%, uh, bumped his cutter and his, uh, and his uh, fourth pitch up a little bit uh, each. So changed up the pitch mix, getting a little bit uh, maybe better results with it. We'll see what he does. Um, it's an interesting spot lefty against this lineup. Uh, he's on the better side of the split to attack this lineup. So I don't hate him, um, but he's not a guy I'm going to be really getting to too much. I want to see more of it before I really trust it. And I think he could get exposed here. Um, that said, I'm not sure how much of the Texas bats I want with that either. They're getting okay projections. I do like the prices a lot on them. Um, the top five bats, only Joey Gallo is uh, he's 3,900 on FanDuel. And then Chu is 31. Everybody else is below three grand. Uh, and that goes through the rest of the lineup as well. So there's some opportunity there, but I don't know how much I'll roll it out. Um, I think Miner is a much better play here. Uh, just we know that Seattle lineup, they have all their powers on the left-hand side. There's a ton of strikeouts. So I think Miner matches up really, really well to have a nice start here. He's one of my better projected uh, FanDuel pitchers at only 7,500. I think I'm going to have a fair amount of Mike Miner. Three games to go here are a nine lone nine ten game. We've got Houston with Brandon Bilak going against San Francisco. So that automatically puts BB in the mix. 82, 40, and 53 pitches in his three appearances. 7,500. I'm okay with that. I would like to see some more strikeout uh, potential there. Seven through just 10 innings. Uh, we'll see what Terry says about that. And then Tyler Anderson, 
against I don't know uh, Jose Altuve, whose deal with the devil apparently expired this weekend. Did you see his four error game? No, oh my god, did he have a four error game? Yes, I did not see that. Yes. It was at least three. I think it was Oof. four. Ouch, that is a problem. Yeah, yeah you're not going to uh, you're not going to do well. He's lucky he's paid well. Uh, uh, you're not going to earn contracts with that. Jeez. A little, little scary, but uh, what do you want to do here with with the, this this pair of putridity? <laughs> Not get to too much of either pitcher, I don't think. Um, you know, maybe you can get away with some Belak. His price on Fanduel is only sixty six, um, so you know, definitely nothing scary there. Uh, he was a four nine one xFIP in the minors across fourteen starts last year, though twenty four percent walks, ten percent twenty four percent strikeout, ten percent walks in the minors. So not a guy I really trust, not a guy even against this ugly Giants lineup that I really want to roll too much of. Uh, 7,500 on DK probably takes him above and beyond that range where he's a reasonable 5% guy, I think. There's other plays I think are cheaper that we like better, but maybe he makes some sense there. Um, but I think in both cases, uh, definitely going to be rolling some Astros bats. Uh, righty, a lot of righties in this lineup that I really like. Going up against Tyler Anderson, it's a great spot for them. They really limit the strikeouts through the first five guys in the lineup. Uh, number of guys projected well over 200 ISO. Uh, number of very good right-handed bats. Alex Bregman, super obvious. Uh, I've mentioned Correa a number of times. Uh, his power is still very real, still there. Uh, Yuli Gurriel is a big righty bat. Uh, so just a ton of pop in this lineup. Uh, Mr. Four-error game, Jose Altuve. Don't leave him off the top of those stacks. So, yeah, get to the Astros a lot. Maybe throw in a Giants build or two, but not a team we really need to worry about on the offensive side. All right, if it was officially three errors, you can find it pretty much anywhere. There's a nice one on YouTube. So he he is going for what should be. He gets the ball and kind of does a force tag out on second, sticks his glove out, doesn't even come close to it as he's running running towards uh, towards uh, left field. And then he's got one where he goes to do a turn throw, and it's like 30 feet away from the first base. Like, it isn't even close. Oh, uh, and, and then there was, there was one other one, and then I think he – oh, he was running out into the outfield looking behind him for a, a high pop, and it was sort of – what would they – you know, the old days they call that the husband and wife play. You know, when the, the three people in the, in the outfield kind of converge and nobody does anything and they all kind of look at each other. I've taught my wife that that's called the husband and wife play. No communication. So she even calls it out when she sees it. She's like, oh, oh, the husband and wife play. So. Love it. Right. I was hoping for a few of those drop in against for the Yanks yesterday. Yeah. It's so many Yankee stacks and they just had so many of those pop outs in that dome that Oh, they're going to drop it. They can't see it. They can't. No, they caught it. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was not a lot of fun in that game. We've got a couple more here. Uh, Ross Stripling, 7,900. He's going to be one of the more popular pitchers going on DraftKings. He's going against Garrett Richards. I don't know what to do with Richards. 89, 90, and 73 pitches. Another one. We've talked about him. We talked about Shoemaker. These Angels pitchers that just have over the years just have not gotten starts just because they've been absolutely snake bit. He's one of them. Talented guy just can never stay healthy. He's going against the giant or the, the uh, Dodgers 6,600. He's going to be a late slate play because you got to play two pitchers unless they're doing uh, the mini two game really late slate. Then you only got to play one stripling though. I'm feeling pretty good about, about him um, just because of the price play. And I don't see him getting blown up because he usually doesn't allow base runners. Yeah, I like that spot a lot. Uh, I think stripling is the right call here. I think you can probably get away with maybe a little bit of Richards where he's cheap on the two pitcher sites. Uh, I wouldn't do it even though he is cheap on Fandle to any real degree, maybe you know a couple bullets with him. Uh, but like you said, he just hasn't pitched enough over the last five, six years. Just a guy who's been you know, injured in and out of uh, the rotation. So not a guy uh, I talked about him last night too. And just, yeah, not a guy we really love. He was uh, in 2018. He did put up a 26.9% strikeout rate. That was over 70 some odd innings. And that was his biggest sample in uh, several years. And he's at 25% so far this year. He's pitched into the fifth in all three starts. So you do like to see that. Um, he was originally supposed to go today and I didn't see the reason that he scratched and bumped to tomorrow. I don't know if it was just scheduling or anything. Did you catch that? Was Wait, there any for, who, for stripling? For Garrett Richards. 
Um, let's see, because that's right, because Perdomo came in. Yeah, Perdomo. Uh, Richards was start. lined up for Monday's series opener on his normal four days rest, but Padres manager Jace Tingler decided to give him an extra day of recovery. Perdomo came, comes in from the bullpen to make the start. Okay. So doesn't sound like anything specifically physical, maybe just a little extra rest. So hopefully nothing to worry about there. Uh, but it was definitely a red flag when I saw him scratch. Um, but yeah, I think I buried the lead. Uh, I, Ross Stripling is definitely the pitcher that I like better in this spot. Uh, he's been into the six, three times. Uh, he's throwing his change up. Uh, he's mixing in a change up a little bit now. Um, he's a very good walk rate. Uh, so he's not putting guys on, like you said, uh, he was, uh, 21, uh, 21 mid-20s uh, kind of a uh, K rate. Uh, he's only throwing 8% sliders, and uh, he's pumped it up to uh, about 50% fastballs. He was around a 40% guy for most of his career. So hopefully that's probably showing a little bit of a difference, and uh, you know he's probably riding that to pitch a little bit deeper into these games. So I like the spot. Um, plenty of strikeouts available in this Padres lineup. Will Myers strikes out over 30% of the time. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, uh, Fernando Tatis, even though he's a uh, super duper star in the making, is around 27, 30% of the time. So definitely could see Stripling putting up a nice start here. Final game of the night Mike fires 8,300 going against Anaheim. I'm not excited about that. This one is in Anaheim. Dylan Bundy, however, lofty price point, 9,700 on DraftKings. He's coming off a complete game one run uh waxing of the mariners he had 10 strikeouts gave up one run on a solo shot no walks he has two walks on the season he has three starts he's got 107 90 and 90 um pitches 10 8 and 7 strikeouts what do we do with him against oakland thankfully it's righty on righty for most of them outside of uh olsen We'll have to see if anybody's starting to get suspensions from the little uh, kerfuffle with uh, um, Loriano and um, who was it? I forget the coach. Uh, I, <laughs> I thought it was just the entire Astros. Yeah, it was just a mess. <laughs> but um, we'll have to see what happens with that one. But there, we could see a, a more weakened lineup potentially. I like Dylan Bundy. I hate to say that. He's not in the AL East anymore. Yeah, look, I think we've talked about him uh, several different shows now, you and I, and we talked about him definitely before that Mariners game. I said I love the spot. You agreed. You love the spot. We talked about a couple different data points from each side, and then I ended up with very little of them in my rosters the next day. So I was kicking myself over that one. I am not going to let that happen again. I think we're seeing the real, finally seeing the arrival of uh, Dylan Bundy, the pitcher he was supposed to be. Um, he's uh, mixed up his pitches a little bit. Uh, he's increased his uh, his uh, fastball usage also. He's up to uh, around 50% fastball, so about, uh, he was around 39% previously. Uh, he's been limiting power so far this year. He's uh, up to 31% strikeout so far on the young year, only 2.5% walk. Uh, that's up from 23.2% so far for his career. So really like what we're seeing out of him. Uh, he went up against this same A's lineup on the 25th, went six, point, uh, six and two-thirds inning, struck out seven. Like you mentioned, he gets mostly the good side of the splits, righty-righty, through this lineup. Uh, one big lefty bat, Matt Olson, to avoid, especially if Lariano's out, and we'll probably see him appeal this suspension even if it comes down tomorrow. So they'll politic it for a little bit, I, I would expect. So he might be here, but keep an eye on that. But, yeah, I think it's a strong spot for Dylan Bundy. Um, I think we could see him put up another very, very nice start here. Fires, not a guy I'm very excited about. Uh, 7200 on FanDuel. The price is fine, but there's a lot of quality in this Angels lineup. They're not a team that I love to attack. They aren't a team full of superstars, but they just seem to get the job done. Um, Fires is a 20-ish percent career strikeout guy. 126 career whip, so he's a reasonable amount of guys on base. Uh, he gives up home runs, uh, 1.43 home run per nine for his career. And that's one six one home runs per nine to right-handers, one two three to lefties. So he gives up a ton of righty power with a Mike Trout and an Anthony Rendon in this lineup, and even a guy, a young kid like Joe Adele, an aging guy like Albert Pujols. A lot of righty pop still available here, so I'd be concerned about that. Not a spot for fires for me. All right, gamers. With that, we are going to get on out of here. You've got all sorts of shows, DFS strategy shows for both basketball and baseball. 
going forward here on the weekdays. And then hockey, I believe, makes its brief return uh, on Tuesday. I think there's one game. You've got uh, heavy. We'll have to see what's going on with basketball. Uh, we saw everybody kind of resting en masse on Monday. We'll have to see how that plays out. But Tuesday, you've got uh, the game start at 1 o'clock for NBA. Wednesday, they start at 4. There's four games. Thursday, they start at noon. Don't get completely caught off guard. And then Friday, they wrap up their uh, seeding games here. So with four games starting at 1.30 for NBA. So that's uh, kind of on the wind down. Let's go look here and see where NHL is just so we can plan out the week real quick for everyone. So Tuesday, oh, I'm wrong. They finally updated the schedule. So they've got four games. Their first rounds are starting on Tuesday for NHL. It goes off at 3 o'clock. Wednesday, um, the, the next four go uh, for those matchups. That's also at 3 o'clock. And then they start mixing and matching those series uh, going forward. But looks like we'll have four, if not five games uh, every day until next Monday. And then that's when we finish up with the game fours of the series. And we'll see if there are sweeps and such. But but uh, hockey coming back here with a vengeance after getting a, a light day Sunday and, and no games on Monday. But with that, gamers, good luck.